Welcome to the Soccer Podcast, where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything in between. My name is Sebastian, and this week I'm joined here by Dwayne. Hi, Dwayne. How are you doing? We got our host back, one of our co-hosts. We we basically, yeah, we 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 got our co-host back. Mike B is back on the podcast. That's right. I came across him free time. So listen, man, anytime you're you're basically the third the third host. Kyle last week thought he was the third host. He was trying to like make a comeback, and no, we kicked him to the curve. Uh you're you're the official third host of the podcast. I'm actually gonna change it today. In the uh in the in the official like Instagram post, it no longer says guest, it says host. Love it. It's just there you go. I'll take yeah. it. It'll be a battle between Mike and Kyle to see who can no Kyle's forever the forever, episodes. forever, forever a, a, a guest at this point. Can we do like a UFC fight for who can be the, the third host? Oh, that'd be cool. Hey, that'd be good. That'd be man cool. one man leave. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be cool. I'll, I'll do that. We can do it and I can like do the broadcast from it. We'll, we'll, build, the, we'll build the ring. <laughs> Get some view, man. I know a place. Can we, I, know I, mean, a place. I mean, listen, I mean, Mike, you and I have younger kids. Maybe we do like a little pre pre match, have our younger <laughs> have the prelims. Easton, Easton, and, and, uh, and Ethan go at each other a little bit and see what happens. I, I don't know if you've met Easton because he is, he is vicious. The kid is absolutely. He must not have met Ethan because Ethan's vicious. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's a good matchup. That'd be great. That'd, that'd be a good. That'd be a good warm up. That could uh, be the other card. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So enough talking about our kids fighting each other for, <laughs> for our own for our own entertainment. Um. All right. Well, uh, Mike, you you and I were texting back and forth last week when the when the U.S. men's national team roster was announced, and we're two days away from the World Cup starting. Um, so we are we have a World Cup filled episode. Uh, we're gonna talk U.S. men's national team. Uh, some roster changes. We're gonna I'm gonna give you guys some fun facts about the World Cup that you maybe didn't know about this 2022 World Cup. Um, and we're gonna play a game. Okay. We're gonna play a game. Um. The winner of the game uh, gets an exclusive viewing party to Ecuador Senegal uh, <laughs> as the most exciting game in the World Cup. <laughs> Couldn't name a player for either country. <laughs> the one, the one player is out. So I, I, I could have last week. <laughs> um, no. Um, and by the way, Dwayne, we're gonna stop our bracket. We are no longer doing our bracket. We've gone too close. I don't know what. I don't want to continue. I am. I am. So, Mike, um, we've been doing. Dwayne and I have have a been doing for the last four weeks this World Cup bracket. So we've gone through every group stage game, every round of sixteen, every quarterfinal, and we even got to the semifinal. Um, and uh, we're supposed to do the the final now, and I just I choose not to do it. Ooh, too many injuries. <clears throat> because of because of who's who's in my final, I don't want to talk about it anymore. And I'm you gotta I'm, talk about it, man. I don't talk about it. I have not talked about it, and I will not talk about it. All right, well, I'm gonna it talk will, about mine. You can talk about yours. That's fine if you want to do it. But it's a World War II rematch. Oh my God, you again with this? You can't do that. World War II. You can't do that. Oh goodness. Uh, de soccer podcast is not condone. Uh, Dwayne's. <laughs> statements there's a lot of rematch there's been a lot of rematches here uh, a couple world cup rematches but got a couple so all right do you want to tell i mean you can you can do yours i'm not doing my brackets i'm leaving mine alone so if you want to tell mike who your your uh, usa parks the bus one nothing against germany done deal champions far-fetched out there but world war ii rematch two and zero against germany stop doubling down on this What's your third place match? Poland Ghana. That's actually a pretty sick third place match. Poland and Ghana. And uh gotta go with my boy. Say two one. Poland finishes in third place. Over you, Ghana. You, that's all because you want Lewandowski to win the gold. Lewandowski's over. gonna light it up. If he doesn't score a single goal this World Cup, burn the bracket. I'm gonna print the bracket out and burn it. <laughs> um is right. there a bet that I can bet the over on his amount of goals? Probably. I mean, there's there's a probably a bet for everything. Actually, we'll be in Maryland. Oh yeah, 
<laughs> I can stop at the casino in Maryland and bet that. <laughs> Here we go. Oh man, this is a bad influence that you have on people. Uh, we have to put like 17 different disclaimers at the end of this episode. <laughs> um all right uh mike so what do you want to do you want to talk about the the u.s men's national team uh roster for years now we've talked about this legitimately on the podcast for years we've talked about this roster and getting to this point and now we are finally here yeah um <laughs> so thoughts on the on the roster as we we head into the first week of the world cup i mean i i thought it was you know it was an exciting lead up to the roster reveal uh for sure and then obviously as we got closer to the roster date um information started to trickle out about things uh that maybe were a bit unexpected so i think as far as true surprises on the day of it was hard to have any real true surprises other than probably the haji Wright inclusion <clears throat> was probably the one that i think was maybe the only one that i hadn't heard about prior uh, to the roster, to the roster reveal. But overall, I mean, I think there's a lot to like about the roster. I think the the biggest thing is the fact that, you know, as of, as of recording today on Friday, we have a healthy roster, which I think is um, something that every U S fan probably had to be thinking about going into this world cup, especially a mid, a mid season world cup, you know, We lost my. We've been fortunate, you know. We've been fortunate for to not have any injuries, you know. A couple <laughs> minor knocks here and there, but uh, yeah, we, we're fortunate to. Uh, you know, yeah, we can talk about technical game. difficulties. Technical difficulties happen. It's all right. There we go. Mike's back. Oh yeah, there you go. Sorry, man. Go ahead, Mike. Um, what was the last thing you heard me say? <laughs> uh, go back to the injuries. Yeah, the injuries. Injuries. Okay, so I think um. The injuries, you know, it's it's. I think the biggest thing as a U.S. fan is it's great to be going into a World Cup knowing that you're knowing that we're fully healthy as of, you know, as of Friday, November, you know, November eighteenth. So I, I'm looking forward to that. It's obviously the Zach Steffen stuff. I think was a little intriguing, um, but I think as with all World Cups, there's going to be stories that will come out afterwards. And perhaps there will be a podcast made about what actually happened to lead to Zach Steffen being left off the roster because I, there's got to be more to it, even if it's just something as simple as he didn't want to be the number two. Um, you know, he only wanted to go if he was going to be the number one. That that may be it. And if that if that is the case, then more power to him for being able to own that. Um, or Burhold. That makes for- sense, right? That's why that's why he left City, right? To get more time to be that number one. I mean, it makes perfect sense to say. Hey. It does, right? Like if you're going to be a number two, you might as well stay at city. Yeah. Um, yeah. so <clears throat> I think that's interesting. I, and I think I would say the, um, the exclusion <clears throat> also of, of Pepe is an interesting one for me because I understand as an outsider looking in, I could understand what Burhalter sees in Haji, right? I could definitely, you could see it. He's a little bit different from anybody else that they have in the pool. And I know that he came out and he said that, Haji and Pepe were not direct comparisons that it was Ferreira and Pepe that they were comparing. Um, and that Haji, he puts in a different category from, from somebody like Pepe. Um, and so I see it from that perspective for me, it's kind of like goals are goals, right? So, um, do you just put people on the roster in that spot that, you know, are scoring goals? And then I will, I will go, I will go to, the moon and back with something that we've spoken about before on this podcast of does it even matter? Because I think the best number nine on the roster is not, is not Ferreira Sergeant or, uh, or, you know, Haji, right. Or potentially Ricardo Pepe. I, I think that that's a spot that probably should have been prior. And, and I'm hoping as the world cup comes along, will be played by Tim way. Um, yeah. yes. love it. You know, like, so, I did hear this put in a very interesting way, though, where somebody said a lot of the conversations that we're going to have, the U.S. did a very good job of constructing a roster where the conversations that are going to be had are going to be had about people who who probably aren't going to have much influence on the actual outcome of the World Cup. Um, you know, there's nothing like what happened in 2014 where Landon Donovan was was left off the roster. And there's nothing super egregious like that. Um, so I think all in all, it's it seems like it's a good roster and. Um, and if there's a weak point on the roster, it, it might be 
the coach. Uh, coach. Oh, it might be. Um, but that's, I mean, really, he's probably the least proven of anybody in that group. Yeah, it's uh, big time now. It's not CONCACAF anymore. It's the big, it's the big show. That's it. And, and at the end of the day, it, it's, it maybe in, in certain ways is an unfair way to, um, to judge somebody, but it, this is an international soccer. This is the way that you're going to be judged, uh, is by how you, do you qualify for the world cup? And then how do you do one, once you, once you get there? And I think part of like, when we look back in American history, something that solidifies, uh, you know, maybe somebody like Bruce Arena's place in American history was how his team performed in that 2002 world cup. Um, and, um, and so now this is, this is the big show for Greg and this is an opportunity, not just for a lot of these younger players to, um, showcase themselves, but in a lot of ways this is a showcase for Greg Berhalter too, because there's probably a lot of coaches that could lead the United States to a, to qualification, uh, in, in CONCACAF most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, but there's not a lot of coaches that were that will be able to lead the U.S. to success in a World Cup, and if he can be one of them, um, you know it'll it'll say a lot. So the the jury's out. I'm hopeful, fingers crossed, that it's a great World Cup for the U.S. Um, but we'll know we'll know how good of a World Cup is going to be in about a week, won't we? So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's time <laughs> a week from now. We'll know. We'll have decision day. <laughs> well, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, by the time the podcast comes out, it will, the second game will be you know halfway through. Um, is, be is up or... do you think it'll? Do you think it's helpful that that the first game is against Wales and the last game is against Iran? Like, do you think that that's no? Got, what was the stat <laughs> that you have to win? You have to win your first game. Like, I think there's a stat out there that you have to win. If you don't win your first game, you pretty much set yourself up for elimination. Ch- chances of going through to the next round um, diminish significantly if you don't win the if you don't win the first game. Um, you know, because you obviously, and and that's and that goes without saying, right? Like you, you win early, um, you're usually in a good spot. I would say it's pretty similar to a PK shootout in that sense. If you don't score early, you're the chances of you winning that PK shootout are probably not good. Um, From a gold diff standpoint, I mean, it helps that we play Iran, but like if it's if it's tied, you know, to two way tie to get through, you're looking at gold diff. I mean, I'd rather be playing Iran than like England or Wales. Who did we play in the last game of the group stage in 98? Asking the wrong person, brother. I was three years old. <laughs> Dwayne still thinks England is Wales, so. Uh... <laughs> England and Wales are still one country back then. He's still he's still trying to figure out where Gareth Bale plays. <laughs> I know where Gareth Bale plays. I know Philly, Philly. Hey, Philadelphia Union know where Gareth Bale plays, yeah, too. Yeah, that's true. So on, so on June 21st, 1998, in the last game of the group stage, we played Iran and we lost two to one. There you go. Um, now, granted, that was a debacle uh, of, a, of a tournament for us. And if you guys ever get a chance, I would highly suggest a uh, it's a great listen of a, of a podcast. Uh, so I'm, I'm on one podcast. So I'm going to suggest another. But yeah. American Fiasco by Roger Bennett. OK, is an amazing like I binged this podcast in one day. It was a, I think it's like 10 episodes about an hour long each. And I think I, I literally binged it one day. It came out a couple of years ago, but it's a behind the scenes look at all the shenanigans that went on with that 1998 US World Cup team. It is an amazing podcast with some great interviews. They interview Winalda, Harks, um, Steve Sampson. It, it's an incredible podcast that gives you some insight. So there was a lot of things that were working against yeah. that. Um, and I do think, you know, my hope is that this go around against Iran is a little bit different, but you know, I think in some ways it's one of those things where the order of the game matters. And in some ways it doesn't like, regardless of who you play, when you're still going to play the same three teams. And at the end of the day, you got to find a way to collect points, regardless of what, of what that order is. Now, do you want to play there? There would be an argument to make, regardless of what the order was, you can make the argument that if you're playing England last, are you going to get, you know, is it going to be this amazing game? Because you know that all of your, all the marbles lie in that last game and it's against England. So everybody's going to be up for it. Right. Um, is everybody not going to be up for Iran because the last game's, you know, against Iran and not against England. Um, you know, I, I think, I think what people might be underestimating here with this, with this group in particular 
is the type of advantage that a team like Iran is going to have over their two over the the United States, England, and Wales. They're playing big countries. I mean, you're you're essentially talking about a home field advantage for Iran playing in conditions that they are probably very uh, accustomed to uh, against national teams that are going to be playing in conditions that they're that they're not accustomed to. Um, Sorry, the, England and Wales, it's not rated. <laughs> well, the 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 upside the upside to the the U.S. I think the advantage that the U.S. has potentially over the majority of other other teams inside the World Cup is that they play in the last game every single time. Yeah, it's a consistent it's a consistent kickoff time, which is going to be and it's uh, a, like you got it, the last you got the last kickoff. It's a little cooler. You don't have to worry about the sun, like. It's going to be a 10 p.m. local time kickoff, which is going to be a little bit odd. But I did read an article, I think it was yesterday, about how uh, U.S. soccer has brought in people with them to camp to essentially coach these players on how they need to be adjusting their sleep so that they can sleep a little bit later into the day so their bodies can be prepared for it for a 10 p.m. kickoff. Yeah. the World tired. Cup is such, is such a unique thing in, in, in that regard. I mean, there there's literally no other tournament in the world for any other sport like it where you have things like this. Um, and, and this one is going to be, I think, interesting uh, from the sense of there, all the things that are going to be happening off the field, given the fact that it is Qatar, given the, the human rights sides of it. I mean, just this morning, they announced that, th- that, that now alcohol is going to be completely banned uh, at the World Cup, which... A thirty million dollar sponsor uh, in Budweiser in, in the stadiums, uh, in 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 the yeah in in the stadiums yeah. Uh, Bud Zero will still be there. They said Bud Zero, baby. Bud Zero, Zero will still be there. But um, I mean, you're talking about one of FIFA's biggest sponsors yeah. now finding out forty eight hours before the kickoff of the opening game of the tournament that they're really not going to have the presence at this tournament that they probably thought they were going to have. And 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 honestly, I think this is the tip of the iceberg, because I think more, if I was a betting man, I would bet that more is probably going to come from here. Well, and they're going to, they're going to, they said that they're, they're, they're going to be able to sell beer in like certain, like like specific fan fest locations that are not directly right next to the stadium. And they're trying to control it to where it's like less than, you're not allowed to drink more than four. Like you're not allowed to buy more than four per day or something like that. So is this the part of the podcast where we can say that this was a terrible idea by FIFA and that the corruption is obviously money rules the roost, right? And things that that precipitated from the top down, starting with Sepp Blatter. Now we're going to have players and coaches and staffs and families and fans and sponsors that are all going to be dealing with that now. The cascading effects of uh, the decisions of a a minority um, at the top of FIFA, but um, there's going to be real life effects now for for some of these people, and um, you know I think um, there there was just not a lot of positive to gain out of this. I don't think for for anybody for for FIFA, um, other than the people who lined their pockets with bribe money, there wasn't really much for anybody else to gain. Uh, so I, I don't think that there's a lot to gain for FIFA. And, and to be fair, I, I think most of the time when, when countries buy to get these major tournaments, whether it's an Olympics or a World Cup, I think you're doing it to try to gain something for your country. But this is one of the few cases where I think Qatar doesn't have much to gain from this mm-hmm. because the publicity that's come along with it will likely do them more harm than good. They'll never host, they'll never host a major tournament ever, ever. I mean, ever. The hard part is, is that like the, so the country, at least from, so I've been watching a lot. So the Argentinian channel that I watch, Argentinian sports channel, they've been there for two weeks already. And they've, they've been walking around doing interviews and things like that. And the one thing that they have said is that the people, at least the the people that are there are super welcoming, super friendly. They, they want to help people because ultimately that's what they're going to, what is it? The only, only 15% of the population in Qatar is actually from Qatar. Well, I believe that. Um, so from there, they're trying to make sure that people come back. Like they want, they want the tourism and things like that. Cause some of the stadiums, even though Qatar's a really small, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but it's a really small country. Some of the stadiums are still in underdeveloped parts of the country where you're still surrounded by a desert 
uh, you're like you're not you're not in developed cities and infrastructure is not there. I mean, Doha built a subway system that they didn't have in preparation for the World Cup. Like, so it's it'll be interesting for sure, especially as the fact that like so Gianni Infantino, it's now that it's said to he's the only person running for FIFA president. Um, so he will automatically win another four years by himself, which is not the whole thing that we, you know, the whole thing that we, we kind of like everybody fought against in 2016, the idea that like Seb Blatter was always the president by himself because he ran on a post and all that stuff. And all of a sudden first, first chance he gets Infantino is by himself again. Like, isn't it comforting though, how some things never change? <laughs> corruption, you, can, man. you can always count on a few things. Uh, there's corruption. There's corruption everywhere, Sebastian. I know. I know. We got to get. We got to get this focus on the podcast. Talk about some. Oh, I mean that 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 Netflix documentary does an interesting job of that. I started watching that. Really, no, I'm, I'm, talking the whole thing. I'm talking about the Delaware corruption. Oh. We, need, we need the story told on the podcast. Yeah, we do. We do. We do. We, we got to land that story. Well, what we'll, about? I mean, if, what about if you if you could? I mean, you could make a really good joke out of like FIFA the mafia and the NCAA walking into a bar together. I mean, it's, it's, it's it's three of the same. I mean, it really is. Um, the amount of, the amount of corruption and money made be and backdoor deals. And, um, it's, it's, it's wild, but you know, it's going to make for, it's going to make for some interesting storylines. I think the, the thing for me that always kind of resides in the back of my head though, is I do hope that this is a situation that ultimately can be a positive one. Right. Like I do hope it's a situation where the tournament can go off without a hitch, that there's not any security issues, that maybe some of the superficial things we're talking about, like money for sponsors like Budweiser, can be the biggest of the problems and not the smallest. Um, because at the end of the day, I think we just do live in that day and age where anytime you talk about global events, um, you're just hoping that people can go and then come back safely. Yeah. Uh and that's that's well, so that's my big yeah i mean it's that's you want it i mean the the so the the security thing at least from from my perspective is is going to be concerning at least from an argentinian standpoint um luckily nothing happened during the so the argentina played played the emirates and and luckily nothing happened during that game but so they opened up the training session they sold tickets to the training session um and four four people actually no they did happen in the game it did happen in the warm ups Two people ran in as soon as the warm-up started for the game. Um, but they happen during training sessions. Uh-huh. Like because again, these stadiums are small and it's very much the European style stadium of like the fans are there and like you're, you know, you can, you know, jump onto the field from from the stands. Um, see, this is why this is why the art the World Cup should be hosted in Argentina, where the majority of the stadiums still got fences going up. Human human talking about human rights, man. With barbed wire on the top of it. It's about human rights, man. You'll be having this caged in. <laughs> um, but but yeah, hey, man, that's a it's a regular occurrence with Messi, though, man. It happens in the states too. When Messi's in the states, oh, it did. It happened when we were when I went to Jersey to watch him. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just a me- it's just a messy thing, man. He needs his own posse. It's it's unreal. Um, all right, so I wanted to talk about the. So, uh, do you know? Do either of you know? Um, which player or which club has the most representation in the World Cup? Oh, that's a great question. Manchester City? 16? I can tell you, I can tell you that I I could give you like five guesses and you might not know the second one. So there's so there's one te- one club that's got 17, and there's three teams, three teams that are tied for 16. One of those 16, one of those tied for, for 16. It's like Manchester City, Bayern, United has like fourteen. I, but I would venture to guess that there would be some kind of Asian or Middle Eastern club that probably like Qatar, is like Qatar. Probably they all play for I the mean, Qatar All Stars or something. You're talking about Qatar being in the World Cup, obviously, Iran, Iran is in the World Cup. I mean, there's going to be domestic based players that are going to be one club. <laughs> Yeah. Which I mean, wasn't that the case with the club? Um, what was the club out of Saudi Arabia that uh, 
uh, what's Xavi. his name? Oh, that Xavi used to coach. Yeah, they were all they're all on the same team. There's only like eight teams, and they all play on the same team. Yeah. All right. So here's the stats. So Bayern Munich, seventeen players. Alfonso Davies. Seventeen listed players. as a listed as a forward for Canada. Love it. Seventeen players. <laughs> Al Saad from Qatar. Sixteen players. So they get got... their other ten from their second place team. <laughs> wow. Um, the Qatari league only averages like two to three hundred people per game to watch their games. By the way. It's it's interesting. I think I had more in my last Delaware Union game. <laughs> um, then tie that's so, so with sixteen. Another game with sixteen. Barcelona. Okay, with sixteen some scrubs out there. Uh, Manchester City with sixteen. Manchester United with uh, with fourteen. Real Madrid with thirteen. Al Hilal is twelve players. They're from Saudi Arabia. And then you got Chelsea with 12. And then coming down with 11, you got Atletico Madrid, Ajax, Dortmund, Juve, PSG, and Tottenham. Um, Man, did you say uh, Arsenal? No, Arsenal. <laughs> you just want to take a shot at Arsenal just for fun. Yeah, man. I was just, you know, just want to <laughs> shoot. Um, which country is sending the most amount of uh, players to the World Cup as far as like which league? Premier League. Premier League, yeah. 158, <laughs> whole players, 158 players going to the uh, World Cup from, from the Premier League, including two fourth division players that are playing for Wales. Yeah, we better smoke Wales. The fourth I hope division. They are. <laughs> uh, yeah, they got a player from one fourth division team and the other one from Wimbledon FC or something like that. Or, we were smoking. Are they coached by Ted Lasso? Because <laughs> <laughs> is now the official head coach of. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're coached by Gareth Bale. <laughs> and coach. also, and also Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney uh, are making an appearance. They're leaving Wrexham FC, and now they're <laughs> coaching the World also, Cup. They're also the co-owners of Wales. <laughs> um, in second place is Spain with eighty-six players. Uh, Germany eighty-one, Italy okay. seventy-one. France 58. USA with 26 players. It's not bad. I mean, we've we well, isn't that their a lot of those smaller countries. We we <laughs> the entire roster, the entire 26-man roster. <laughs> it's their 26-man roster. <laughs> no, Gareth. All, if, Gareth hey, if you don't win the World Cup, you're all going back to MLS. Hey man, Gareth, Gareth Bale is coming from the MLS. Oh, true, true. We're talking about leagues. We're talking about leagues. Okay. Talk about yeah. leagues. Talk about leagues. Um Saudi Arabia with 35 players. So you're telling me the Saudi Arabian League is better than the uh the MLS, MLS? and Qatar. Qatar. Talk about playing in the World Cup? Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Qatar. Qatar has 33 players in the World Cup. Damn. So you'd figure what? You got Saudi Arabia, um, Qatar, Iran. And you got uh, Tunisia, Is Morocco. No, not Morocco. Not Morocco. No. Tunisia, Tunisia, um, Belgium with twenty four. So you know the U.S. put in MLS put in more players in the well, Belgium league. Belgium, Belgium could have had a twenty fifth. Should have had a twenty fifth. Belgium could have had a twenty fifth. Uh, Should have had a 25th. Argentina, Argentina, unfortunately, not not high on that list with six players only. It says something about the quality of your league. Actually, the twenty actually the USA is now up to twenty seventh because Thiago Almada from right. uh from Atlanta United just got called up yesterday after uh Joaquin Correa scores a goal and then gets injured and now is no longer able to play in the World Cup. Morocco is in the World Cup. Oh, Morocco is in the World Cup. I was thinking of Egypt, sorry. Yeah, no, no Mo Salah. No Roberto Firmino and no uh, Sadio Mane. No. Liverpool's front three. Peace. Or old front three. I was going to say, like, hmm. Um, All right. Let's play a game. 
All right. Let's play a game. All right. We'll start off with some easy questions. Um, all right. So uh Dwayne. Actually, we'll go to we'll go to Mike first. Dwayne, you get the harder questions. Uh anything 2006 or after, please. <laughs> oh well. Uh Mike, who won the 2018 World Cup? Who cares? <laughs> Not America. <laughs> Typical USA response, right? <laughs> we weren't there. We didn't watch. I believe that was Killian Mbappe. Oh, he's just Killian Mbappe. It was just he wanted himself. It was he just wanted him. himself. He was yeah, pretty much. Did you guys watch the games? He was. He was a country. He was a country by himself. Uh, Dwayne, uh, what year was the inaugural World Cup? Nineteen thirty-four. Nineteen thirty. What's your final answer? 1930? 1930, correct. Um, all right. Um, Mike, mm-hmm. what was the first World Cup trophy called? The Remet Trophy? Yes, correct. I saw a documentary about that on Netflix. There you go. Nice. There you go. That Netflix, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know the World Cup trophy travels around basically like the Olympic torch as well. It travels around the countries. Mm-hmm. It's pretty it's cool. Coming to the U.S. Uh, it's probably already past the U.S. Um, all right, um, Dwayne. What year did you say? What did, what year before what? Anything, anything after two thousand six? I'm good. So does the two thousand six World Cup count? That works. That works. All right. Okay. Who did uh, Zinedine Zidane? Headbutt in the 2006 final. Uh, some guy from Italy. We, but who? <laughs> can just oh, say some on, Italian. You can't, you can't just say some classic. Italian. <laughs> some Italian. Watch some black and white TV, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got this one. <laughs> Go ahead, Marco Materazzi. That's right. <laughs> I remember watching that live, being like, "What did he just do?" Yeah. <laughs> Argentinian representation in that final, by the way. What, the refs? Yeah, that's right. You threw them out. Corruption. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Mike. It was fixed. They got to replay the final. (laughs) Uh, What's the highest the U.S. has ever placed in the World Cup? Uh, They were semifinalists in in 19... Was it 1930? Correct. Third place in 1930. Uh, all right, doing with uh with part time players and 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 Joe Gachin's the dishwasher scoring the goal, I believe. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I right. to get to the game. <laughs> uh, Dwayne, who is the all time leading World Cup goal scorer? Is it Lucas Podolski? Nope. No. no. Same no, country. No, no, no. Same country. It's Gerstoff Klose. There you go. Good job. Wrong wrong guy. Wrong guy. You know, this question came up somewhere where I was watching TV or something, and uh, I was watching a show or something, and this question came up, and and I knew it, like, off the bat. Like, no, because we've talked about this on the podcast before. For some reason, I get those two mixed up. I don't know. Yeah. Same person. Um, Well, well, so let let me ask a question. That that is not is that not inclusive of, of women's world cups? No. No. Who who's who's the top women's world cup goal scorer? Uh what did you say? Like 20 World Cups. <laughs> you said Sinclair? Yeah. Is is it not um is it Abby Wambach? Oh, it's Marta. Marta. Also played in like 20 World Cups. Marta and then uh, Birgit Prinz and Abby Wambach right behind her. Okay. Interesting. I mean, Kristen Sinclair might might end up going down as a, the player with the most amount of World Cups ever played. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, she's a, she's a machine. She's probably going to squeak two more. She's going to squeak next year and probably another one out of that. She might. Legacy, legacy player spot. At 44, she'll be player coach in the World Cup. Yeah, myself, she, I'm subbing myself in. <laughs> she plays in the next one. I think she's I think she takes the lead. That'll be six for her, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um 
Mike, how many World Cups did Pele win? Oh, gosh. Uh, uh, two? Three. Oh. 58, 62, and 70. Back to back. He went he went two back to back, yeah. Um, all right, let's see. Hmm. Uh, all right, Dwayne. This is a little one an easier one. Uh who was the coach of the German national team when they won in twenty fourteen? Oh uh man, that dude was there for a minute. <laughs> he used to like pick his boogers and stuff. I was just gonna say, famous yeah. for picking his nose. <laughs> Dang, his name, oh man, it, it's um, it's something simple too. It's something simple in a German standpoint. Yeah. No? Shares a, with a very famous American bear. American bear, Bush. Bear, <laughs> bear. bear. Oh, Bear? Yeah. Who? <laughs> What's his name? Yogi Lo. Yogi. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, Yogi Lo. Um, all right. Uh, At least I wasn't a racist and said like Hans or... <laughs> <laughs> Great. At least you weren't. <laughs> uh, all right. Um... Let's see. Uh, Mike, how many World Cups has Italy won? Uh, two. Final answer? Final answer. Three. Four. Damn. Four. Four. Yeah, 1934, 1938, 82, 2006. Those back-to-back ones get you. All right, Dwayne. 2018, two countries made the debut in the World Cup. Which two countries were they? Um, That's a good question. This. Can I get a a region? Uh, Asia? uh, No, not Asia. Africa? Not Africa. I'm running. We're running out of regions, man. Like they're not North many. Ameri- is it a North American team? Uh, I will. It's it's you got European and you got Concacaf. I feel like Jamaica's been to a World Cup before. It wasn't them. Yeah, the European one's tough. Oh, but it's not like it's not like a real European team. That's why. Um... <laughs> <laughs> One of the fake European teams. I don't know, like Costa Rica and no, I don't know Luxembourg. Luxembourg didn't play. (laughs) Mike, do you remember? Uh, Panama, Panama and Iceland. Iceland. Oh yeah, they had that little run. They had that run for a little bit. Yeah, they tied Argentina in the first game. Dang man, that was it. All went downhill from there. Yep. Hopefully you guys don't tie Saudi Arabia because it's going to be all downhill from there too. Hey man, hey man. Um, all right, uh, we'll end one more question each. Uh, Mike, who was the top goal scorer in the 2002 World Cup? Ooh, um, <sighs> wow. Oh wait, was it a? Oh, so easier than you think, right? It's easier than you think. Yeah, I thought that's what I thought. I'm trying I'm going through the US's run in 2002, trying to think about who advanced deep in the tournament. Is, is, it, chip, is, right? it, is, it, is it the first iteration? The first iteration of Ronaldo? Yes, correct. There you go. Correct. Um all right. Um <laughs> all right. This is gonna be this is gonna be fun. Uh, Dwayne, uh, I just laughed reading the question. Uh, Dwayne, uh, which host nation had an orange as their tournament mascot? An orange? That's awesome. <laughs> I don't know. Did, did they host a game at the Orange Bowl for, for Florida? <laughs> for the U.S.? 
uh, yeah, which, 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 uh, which nation had a had an orange as their? We must have had it in 1994. We had a game at the Orange Bowl. That was the, you think that was a mascot of the World Cup was an orange for the 1994 World Cup? An orange, like an actual, like a fruit. Yeah. I don't know where else do they grow oranges other than Florida. <laughs> All right, do you have up? Colombia, Brazil. Colombia ever host a World Cup? <laughs> I, I mean, we're talking about corruption. <laughs> they uh, might have. Um, Spain in 1982. Oh, come on, Spain! <laughs> an orange, an orange. How much do you think that guy got paid to walk around like an orange? <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> I want to yeah. see the Netflix documentary about the guy that was in the orange suit in the orange suit walking around in the games. <laughs> Just put a straw in. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Let me give you. Let me give you guys some. I have to talk to to be the mascot for the 2026 World Cup. What are you gonna be? Uh, whatever the mascot is, man. It's going to be a Budweiser can. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be a, I'll be a Budweiser. It's the only way it's getting to the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a Budweiser can. That's exactly what it's going to be. Uh, um, I'll be a Budweiser. That'll be funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, In and out Budweiser's. <laughs> um. All right, let me give you guys some facts about the 2022 World Cup that are that are pretty interesting. Um, all right, so did you know that uh, Qatar is about the size? It's smaller, smaller um, than Delaware? Connecticut. Smaller than Delaware. Smaller than Connecticut. That's country. Yep. 99% of the population lives in the capital city of Doha. <laughs> um, they're expecting a record number of people to show up to it with 1.5 million people. And it's the shortest World Cup ever. 28 days, not the full month. Get in and get out. Yep. Um, the little logo, the little logo, which is like, it looks like an eight. Um, it refers to infinity and also the amount of stadiums that are being used, which is eight stadiums. Um, let's see one stadium and infinity amount of times. (laughs) Um, and then, uh, so seven of the new eight, seven of the eight stadiums are brand new, All, all brand new. Expected eight to ten billion dollars were spent building the building the stadiums. Hopefully, none of the stadiums fall apart. Who who, who built them? I mean, that's that's the other question. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the the nine seven four stadium, um, that's in Doha. The nine seven four stadium is built in containers, uh-huh. and they can they can take it apart within a year, and they can shipping move containers. Around. Yeah, they're shipping containers, and they can move it around different parts of the world. Uh, so yeah, there's some, there's some fun facts for all of you for, for the world cup. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, player of the match. Uh, were any games being played. <laughs> we talked about, there was a bunch of friendlies. Well, the Americans didn't play in any periodization. Um, yeah. yeah a uh, session. <laughs> uh, my player of the match, uh, goes out to the, uh, Argentinian, national team staff for today hosting this little like mini kick around with the guys of the Qatar university that like put everything together. They hosted this like four V four little mini games. Um, and it was interesting for sure. <laughs> I saw the, the U S did that also with some of the, some of the workers, some of the stadium yeah. workers. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. No, I, I appreciate the fact that they do that. It's really, it's really cool. Um, so that's my player. You think we can get a game in the 2026 World Cup? If you work for a stadium, <laughs> call the I'm gonna call the link right now. <laughs> do, you do you remember? Do you remember we used to talk about the orange the uh, the orange safety vest? Yeah, there you go. I still got it. 
Uh, all right, uh, Dwayne, you got a player of the match? Yeah, I'm gonna give it out to uh, Vio for providing win, win kits for their cameras that uh, <laughs> coaches are supposed to use. Um, but we sometimes refuse to use them, and what you end up with is a 15 mile an hour gust of wind knocking your camera over not once but twice. So you think you would learn the first time. Um, so shout out to Vio for Dwayne. There's a great shot of Dwayne avoiding a uh, a Vio camera as it almost falls on his head. Yeah, my camera, the camera fell twice last week. And shout out to Coach Jesse, man, for holding the VO for the last like 10 minutes of the first game. <laughs> Way to go, Coach Jesse, who had a great, great season at Seton Hill. Yeah. Good job. Uh, Mike, you got a, you got a player of the match? Dwayne for dodging the VO. <laughs> <laughs> for being able to be here. <laughs> Mike, I'll send yeah, you the video. <laughs> I'll send you the video. The video is pretty funny. <laughs> I would love to see it. Love to see it. All right. On this day in soccer history, uh, December. Oh, sorry. We're in November. We're not in December. Oh, goodness. I picked the wrong month. I already got ahead of myself. Oh, man. Christmas. It's not Christmas yet. I, I got ahead of myself. Goodness. I never usually do this. Buy, you better buy them gifts if you're getting ahead of yourself. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, all right. So November 18th, 2009, in the qualifications for the World Cup for 2010, Republic of, Ire- Republic of Ireland are eliminated. Oh, yeah. And Dwayne's cousin, and cousin <laughs> gets France in with the controversial uh, handball twice. Before you play to win the game. Yeah. You got to play to win the game. We don't play to lose. You play to win. Yeah. So that's what he did. He played to win. Yeah. And then in June 2015, it emerged that FIFA had made a five million pound payment to the FA of Ireland to prevent any legal action being taken against them over the incident. Well, yeah, they would have lost money if Thierry Henry wasn't in the game in the World Cup for the last time. So. There you go. November 18th, 2009. We're going to have a corruption. We're going to have a corruption episode. <laughs> a corruption episode? Let's talk about corruption. <laughs> um, all right. Fair play of the week. Um, my fair play of the week, just in general, goes out to hopefully having a safe World Cup. Uh, and hopefully everything, you know, as Mike said before, hopefully everything just happens safely and like it should and everyone enjoys it um i hope that people enjoy it for what it is um and realize that it's a game and yes some people are going to win some people are going to lose but the reality is is that if we in general as fans um and this kind of leads to a conversation we had prior to the podcast but if we as fans cannot control our emotions for something we watch over a tv becomes very difficult for the younger generations to realize how to control their emotions when they're actually playing as well. So uh, my fair play of the week is almost a hope and a wish for everybody. Um, so just control your emotions and enjoy for what it is. So Dwayne. Uh, mine goes out to uh, Phil Foden for shooting down the critics and saying he is not the caliber of player Mbappe and Neymar, those high level stars, but he hopes to get there. Cause if someone compares you to be, you know, like an Mbappe, and you're humble enough to say, I'm not there yet. Pretty, pretty impressive. Cool. Mike? Um, Tim Ream. <laughs> Pick him off the podcast. Tim Ream. Pick him off. I have, I have every confidence that he's going to lead us to great World Cup success after being minimally included during the World Cup qualifier. <laughs> If he gives up one goal, uh, one goal while he's on that field, he'll probably start too. That's the sick part. Watch, watch, watch! Tim Ream comes out of the World Cup lauded as one of the best center backs in the in the tournament. Amazing. Gets gets bought. Gets automatically get transfer transfer. Ain't nobody buying him, but the St. Louis Fulham, team from Fulham to City. From Fulham, from Fulham to, Fulham Al- to St. Louis to Al- MLS Al- team. He's going to, from Fulham to Al Saad for a record fee. <laughs> he stayed. They're keeping him. <laughs> He's going to be player number 17. <laughs> uh, I mean, has he, 
has well, I mean, he's already he's already had the the allotted amount of times games that he's already been able to play for the U.S. Right? He's already played more than three. So I say if he doesn't, if he doesn't, yeah. Because as I say, if he if he uh, if he didn't, then you know, next World Cup, Qatar could uh, could uh, naturalize him and make him a citizen. <laughs> hey, going back to corruption, they could just pay it's it off, million. pay him off five million pounds. I think he's there. Is he? He's thirty five already. I think right. Yeah. Thirty five. Yeah. He's been playing since two thousand ten for the yeah. U.S. Yeah, he's thirty five already. He's old. Yeah. So that's what I say. He's going. He's going to St. Louis MLS team after this. From sure. St. Louis that, too. That wouldn't shock me. That wouldn't shock me. All right. Well, Mike, thanks for joining us this week. We really appreciate it. Always, always having happy to have our third host with us. Uh, Sorry to see you go, Corey Burke. Oh, I tried Corey, Corey, Corey Sorry Burke to see Corey Burke go. <laughs> Fair play. Should have gone to Corey Burke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You should have gone to Corey Burke for never kicking Dwayne's butt like at any point when he was like saying bad things about him. <laughs> Dude, remember that game? He didn't even complete a pass. Listen, all I know is that during during the during the Union uh, LAFC game, Field was texting me, going, "Oh, I wonder if if like it wouldn't it be great if Corey Burke scored the game winner, uh, just to mess with you." <laughs> Corey Burke is is one of the world's great enigmas. Not to Dwayne. Dwayne Dwayne has 100 percent figured out who he is. <laughs> not a goal scorer, according to him. He's not a goal scorer. He can't complete passes. I don't know what he's out there for. <laughs> uh all right. Well people say the same thing about Gareth Bale. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Didn't oh by the way, I heard today that one of the big main reasons why he was on the 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 Wales roster is he told the the national team coach that he was not going to play any golf while he was in Qatar. Oh wow. Does Qatar even have any golf courses? Everything's in the sand. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, make sure you follow us on on Instagram at DE Soccer Podcast. Uh Mike, thanks for coming on and uh Hopefully we got we got a good World Cup ahead of us for everybody. Sounds good. All right. Uh thanks for joining us this week. And remember, always receive the ball on your front foot. <laughs>